This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Clock Dodgers, your inside glance into the lives of those willing to share. Let's go get food once the game comes back. <laughs> yeah, so you can see why she has to write down um, foul, no foul, what it means. Going deep. <laughs> we are going deep. I yeah, love we're it. We're going deep on these questions. We're going deep. <laughs> you are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Sports, entertainment, and culture. Clock Dodgers, what's up? I have not one but two guests on the show today. Two people who I've actually been planning to talk with for a while scheduling, busy lives, work, stuff kind of hasn't allowed it to happen until now. Um, I'm excited to speak with Stacy and Yasin, which are two app developers. Um, they, I, I know them through the Fantasy Life app, which is what they, they work on, obviously, that I'm familiar with them with, but I'm sure they do other stuff besides that. But that's the reason how I know them and why they're here. And I'm really excited to talk to them about a lot of stuff. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. We're excited to be here. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting uh, time to be on the Clock Dodgers podcast, so thank you for having us. Absolutely. And where, where are you guys located? I know we've been talking earlier today and you guys were like traveling and, and stuff like that, but where are you guys actually located right now? We are based out of New Jersey, New York. Um, we work out of New York City most of the time, um, but right now we are in New Jersey. <laughs> okay. And, and did you guys know each other before the Fantasy Life app or that where you guys got to know each other from? We met in college, actually. We were both RAs together. Um, so that's where we met. We started getting closer after we graduated. We lived in towns right next to each other. And once we graduated, Yasin graduated a year before me. And he, before he got a job, was trying to get a business off the ground. Um, once I graduated, he was trying to help me with me freaking out about getting a job and we were both trying to get startups off the ground on the side of our full-time jobs and we've always been kind of scrappy trying to be entrepreneurs. Interesting. So you guys are kind of like a duo now, it seems like. <laughs> uh, so We've been working together for so long that it's almost like, yeah, there's, I can't imagine doing a business or getting involved in a project without Stacy. Just because it's honestly, you know, uh, you, you, when you find good people and this, look, I had a very long, very successful corporate career as well. And so did Stacy. And when you find good people and you mesh well with them and you work well with them, you realize that people are what drive things forward. It's not necessarily the business itself or the product. You can have a crappy product. You can have a crappy business, but if you had good people, it's going to not only make the experience better for you as the founders or the, the people behind the business, it's also going to um, make the business much more successful. So uh, I, I, once I find good people, I don't like to let go uh, unless something significant changes in their lives. But yeah, Stace, I mean, Stacey is one of my ride or die people uh, when it comes to business. So That's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, going off of that, we've tried to get a bunch of businesses off the ground. I mean, we've been going at it with good success, by the way. I mean, it's not like we were just trying and it didn't happen. Uh, we've actually we've actually done very well in business together. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we we started when we also had full time jobs. And really, in order to get a business to be completely successful, you you can't have a full time job. So right. we actually decided what was it three years ago now that we were going to go all in and we did and we started a business in marketing um and it actually got to be pretty successful um so that was our first like really all in business we started about three years ago before fantasy life all right so so when i mentioned earlier when i say like you know 
you know, stuff that you guys are doing with the app and development and stuff like that. What is it exactly that you do? Like, what is it? Your, what is your title? I should say. I, I want to make sure that you guys get credit properly for what you do. Um, well, you know, I, I don't. I don't want to short you guys at all. <laughs> so I just want to make sure that what you know. What I don't know what your you know exact title is or you know your role. Um, I just know that you guys are you know an intricate part of the app, obviously. But I don't know what you know your your professional title. I guess you would say is. Um, so I'll describe what I do and then I'll give you my title because I think they're, uh, I don't know that the title will do justice okay. uh, in the right way for what I see my role as. Um, I lead the team in terms of strategic direction, where we're going, what direction we're going in, um, as a community and what direction we should be going in. And I see my job as orchestrating all the other A players that we have on the team. And so most of what I pay attention to isn't just what's right in front of us. It's also what's around the corner, what potential issues are around the corner, what potential opportunities are around the corner. Uh, and so, you know, most of what I do is find people that are really good at certain things, and then I let them completely own that vertical. Uh, that includes even people like Matthew and letting them sort of fly to wherever the heck they want to go because I trust them and, and and make sure that the company is going in the right direction. My job is to wear x-ray glasses to see behind everything that we're working on to make sure that the long-term big picture vision isn't lost. And so my title is CEO. I was recruited uh, by Matthew. And so we were introduced through a really well-respected venture capitalist in New York who said, look, uh, we're actually interested in this business. We're, we're thinking of investing and we're introducing them to people. And that was our prior business with uh, me and Stacey in marketing. Gotcha. And they said, but we'll recommend somebody to you. And it's, we're, only gonna make this, we're only going to recommend this one person, uh, this one team. And you see if you guys get along. If they're interested and, and you're interested, Matthew, then maybe this works out. And you fast forward a few months and we had um, – we essentially said, look, we built a half million dollar business together, but this is this is a cool opportunity. And so Stacy and I came on board to essentially lead at the executive level. So I'm the CEO and Stacy is I guess COO would be the closest title to what she does. Interesting. Uh, see, and that's way more than I knew. You know what I mean? It just, I knew it, it didn't feel like I was giving you enough credit. <laughs> so, and so, so we see what you're doing, obviously incredibly important. And so Stacy, is she doing kind of the same thing then on her end or is it totally different role? Uh, well, at this level of a startup, we are pretty much all doing everything. Right. So Yasin does more of the big picture, leading the team kind of direction stuff. I do a lot more of the day-to-day -day stuff. So um, overseeing operations, kind of holding down the fort there. Um, and there's just so so much that you don't think of when you, when you think about behind the scenes of running a business, like you know, all the HR stuff and the insurance and the paperwork and making sure we're compliant with all of the you know rules and regulations and the taxes and it's a lot of you know, not, the, not fun stuff right. <laughs> behind the scenes. So I do a lot of that. Um, Anything that's not fun, I, I sort of throw to Stacey and say, <laughs> hey, I know we would be in shambles if you weren't here. So please, can I, can I please leverage your organizational expertise to, you know, take that off of our shoulders? On top of that, uh, I hope Yasin's not embarrassed that I'm going to say this, but I am a hundred times more organized than Yasin. So I also am kind of the keeper of our CEO here where I'm, you know, <laughs> making sure that he's staying on schedule and getting done, you know, all the, the things on our to-do list. We meet every morning and go through everything we have to do. And, um, you know, I keep everything on track that way too. That's awesome. Yeah. See, you probably didn't even think there was that much that's going on behind the scenes that would need this much. Right. And from I, our I, perspective, it, it doesn't, yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, was that's kind of the reason why, you know, I wanted to bring you guys on, you know, because we talked about having you guys on the podcast and I knew that there was stuff going on in the background of the app because a lot of people just see it as the app, right? I mean, that's what they log on to every day. They, they talk in the chats, but 
they don't see like the machine behind it. And so I figured, you know, you guys are in the background, but because it's like a community, you're not technically in the background completely. You know, you guys obviously are everywhere in the community as well. So I felt like, you know, to see what you guys do, you know, to appreciate it more because I feel like it doesn't get talked about enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's sort of by design because um, it's nice for the community to have exposure to what we do and who we are and they see you know, our personalities on the app a little bit. But what we don't really want to give away right now are the, the plans and the exciting things that we have going on behind the scenes. Right. And there's a lot of really awesome things going on. I wish that we could just say in full transparency, yo, <laughs> this is the stuff that we're doing. You should be totally excited about it. But the truth is, we also have to pay attention to the small details of things like, um, you know, what is the what is the experience going to be if we put in a filter that allows for uh, PG-13 content versus family-friendly content? And what is that experience going to be? Does it make sense? Does it not make sense? So sometimes we get stuck in the trenches. And those are the things, because they're immediately today relevant to what's going on, we have to focus on those things. Now, the community will eventually get exposure to these big picture items that we're talking about. And that's really the, the, the core of what we do day to day, or at least what I do uh, day to day. And so it's, you know, there, there is almost an imaginary veil between what we are today and where we're heading. And that's okay. Uh, but it, there's a lot of exciting things, really big picture, awesome things that are happening behind the scenes that we hope to unveil over the summer and before the next season. But we have, uh, you know, just like we have some experiences to think through before we implement certain things, like how to filter content, uh, there are that walkthrough, that experiential walkthrough that we do and we emulate uh, has to be done on the business side too. So hopefully we can come clean with everything that we're working on. And I know you guys are going to be really excited about it, um, but it's, it's essentially the, the growing pains that we have to go through. And that's how we prioritize what we do. What's going to have the most amount of impact? How much effort is it going to take? And does it improve the overall, you know, quote unquote, quality of life for the community member? Also on a smaller scale from that, um, I've run into it where I've said to somebody like, oh, this issue is going to be fixed by tomorrow. And then, you know, Scott will say to me, we ran into a bump. It's going to take an extra two days. And then I'm like, shoot, I just told, you know, clock dodgers that it's going to be up and running by tomorrow. And then they'll hold me to it. And I look like a liar. So it's, I always just try and err on the side of, you know, uh, not saying something that I can't 100% stick to, even though it doesn't make us seem as transparent. But, you know, you just you want to be able to tell everyone the truth and not look like you're just trying to appease everybody. So you run into that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, I'm getting this picture of, like, you know, you guys are kind of like the parent that can't tell their kids about the surprise yet. So you're like, you got the surprise <laughs> and you're excited about it, but you, like, have to hold on to it. And it kills you to hold it, but you got to because, you know, it's, you know, the, that's what has to be done at the time. Um and, and, it, and it's it's so interesting to hear all this. Like, I, I literally, I don't know if I'm the only one or what, but I had no clue, like, all this was happening. And I, I knew there was a lot, but I just didn't know exactly what you guys were doing there. And so, you know, you, you mentioned all these things, that the upgrades and, and filters and all the, all these things. Um, I don't know much about that side of things e either, but, you know, people always in this time expect, like, instant gratification. You know, you ask for something, you're supposed to get it. That's just kind of the time we live in. But with with like the app for instance changing one thing kind of changes a lot of stuff right and, and i know that's why you guys are you know sometimes people think oh you guys aren't talking or you're not um speaking to us or not t talking to the people to tell them what's going on but really it's just because there's so much for every change there's other things that have to change too right yeah i mean something that i think stacy's actually much better at than i am is empathizing with the individual user right. so i'm more an efficiency nut I like thing. Uh, I, look, I'm a very clear communicator. Um, I'm very much, uh, I'm all about fun. I have a really big goofy side to me too. But um, when it comes to business, I like to execute on things in an order that makes sense. But what I'm not great at, uh, at least not as good as the rest of our team, um, like Mark Scott, Keith, uh, Stacy, they're all really good at, okay, how does this impact the user? Now, I know I may have proposed an idea that seems to make sense. I trust my team to be able to walk through what that experience is, 
what it's going to look like? Does it slow things down? Does it make it better? And so while I think of the efficiency for what works as a product, they think of the, uh, you know, what improves or does it continue to improve or at least maintain the same, again, quote unquote, quality of life for the community member. Right. It's also interesting because um, you have to think of it from the community member, from all different types of community members. I always, I just have a tendency to always come at new ideas from the perspective of a new user. Because we come up with ideas that sound like they would be awesome improvements, but then I think, okay, if I'm someone who's downloading the app for the first time and we want them to stay, this sounds so complicated. Like how, as a new user, are they going to wrap their mind around this when they're learning everything and they they have to absorb how everything works? And so I'm always trying to say, okay, how can we simplify this? Um, But at the same time, we also want to think about how it benefits the existing users and the people that use the app every day and the power users and um, making sure that it's beneficial for both sides is a little bit tricky. So we have to think through all of those different perspectives. Gotcha. And and, and so, you know, I, I feel like, you know, obviously the Fantasy Life app um, is, you know, as we, we keep mentioning, it's like a community, it's a community based app type of thing. Um, and then obviously there's apps like Pokemon go and, and stuff like that, that aren't necessarily, they're not communities, but they're just like an app. Right. Um, there, there's a huge difference in challenge though. Right. When you're talking about a community, because this, you know, with the community, you have people talking every day and, and making requests every day and giving feedback every day, which is great. It's a part that's beautiful about it. But at the same time, there's obviously a lot of challenges um, that make it, I would, I would think, more difficult, right, being a community-based thing? Yeah, for sure, um, because <laughs> you have a lot of differing opinions. So we could have an idea, and we could hear from individual users, some that love it, some that hate it. And to be able to kind of take a step back and think what to implement that will make both sides happy is, is difficult. Um, because we also have to consider the person that hasn't downloaded the app and how to make them happy too, because they don't have a voice yet. Um, we've been actually running into that a little bit lately on the app, but I'm sure you've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been really trying to work through how to make the app a, a place that's good for everyone, a place that you can come and see the stuff that you want to see um, and not the stuff you don't want to see, but also a place that's going to be great for a new user to download and the first thing that they see is, is are things that they're are gonna wanna that are things that they're going to want to stay for and come back for. Um, and that's probably a lot of what we've been putting our time into recently. Um, yeah, if people don't stay, you don't have a community. You can't have like you can't have a community or a town or a city with no people. Right. <laughs> And so the more people you have, the more thriving that community is. And so retention of users is really important for us. It's not just getting new people. It's getting people to come in and dig deeper into conversations with each other. That's, that's a really cool part about what we're doing. People are finding – people come in for fantasy football maybe on day one, but they stay because they meet people that have overlapping interests. They talk about Game of Thrones. They talk about uh, baseball, hockey, basketball. Uh, and, you know, anything that's going on on TV. So it's not, I wouldn't even say it's a fantasy football app. It's, this is our town center. Right. And this is where we go to hang out. And so when we're building out this app and this community, we have to build it with that mentality. The way that we look at it, it's almost like a sports bar or, uh, you know, maybe even a series of sports bars where you can go into the sports bar that you like. Like there's a there's a there's a Boston bar in New York. It's called Professor Tom's, and you go there if you are a Boston person who happens to live or work in New York, and you go there to watch your Boston games. You don't get you don't get looked at weird if you're rooting for Brady. Right. And so we want people to have that safe place, no matter what they come in for. And so um, we're we're thinking through all these things, but we also have to work with tech constraints. We also have to make sure that what we implement today based on current user feedback doesn't cloud our judgment for what's best for new users. We, again, as Stacey mentioned, we are trying to capture the voice that we haven't heard yet. Um, And we also have to make sure that the existing users 
don't feel shafted while we're doing that. And so, um, you know, we, we, we try to earn the trust from the users and, and from our community members to say, look, they've actually done a really good job so far. We're hoping uh, and we trust that their process makes sense. Even if we don't see it now, it's, they're building something cool for us. Uh, because essentially, if we don't build something cool and you guys aren't happy with what we build, um, we lose out. We miss out and there would be no company to continue to build anymore. Right. So it all comes back to what makes this community cool for everybody. Gotcha. Not everybody has to get along. Right. We still have bar fights. But <laughs> it has to be a place for people to come in and feel like, whoa, this is home. This is this is my group. This is my crew. Gotcha. Yeah, it makes sense. And I mean So we're trying to make it easy to find that. Yeah, and I mean, you guys are doing an excellent job. Obviously, I mean, you know, when we we keep because no problem because we keep saying it's a community, and we obviously mention how important the users are. Um, the users, like we said, constantly are giving feedback and constantly, um, you know, trying to you know give advice or help however they can. But you know, right now, a lot of a lot of the users on the app. Um, do happen to listen to this podcast, which is amazing because um, the app has been one of the places where, um, for you know, for whatever reason, the podcast um, has been able to to really latch on. People enjoy it. It's there's a lot of fancy football stuff on the podcast and stuff. So so people users from the app do listen to the podcast. To those users who are listening or or, or new ones who come aboard, um, what is like the one thing that a user can do that you guys would appreciate the most? Like what, what is the best thing, obviously using it, but is there anything that, you know, that you, that the user does that helps more than anything to you guys on your end? Um, I think uh, there are probably a bunch of answers we could say, but one of the things that is great for us is if they could help out when new people come on the app and give advice. If a new person downloads the app for the first time and posts a shout that says, you know, this quarterback or this quarterback, for our existing users to vote and to comment, it's going to help us gain that new user. Because if a new user comes in and posts and they don't get an answer, then the Fantasy Life app is kind of a flop for them. Right. They might not click on, you know, the communities and find clock dodgers or whatever. It might not be as – that's not as intuitive as just posting a shout. So – when existing users help with that and they make new users feel welcome and feel like this is a place that they can come and get answers and advice, that's great for us. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, when we take a look back at why most people came here, it had to do with they had a fantasy question and it got answered or they had the hopes that it would get answered. So a part of that is on us. From the technology standpoint, we need to make it more intuitive and easier for users to get those answers immediately and for it to have a functional value for everybody that comes to the table. Um, but it's also on the existing community members to recognize that getting these new users to stay actually has a very direct impact on where this community can go. And the cool ideas that we have to implement all of them, we, we do need the backing of the community. And so the other thing that users can do um, and, you know, especially the ones that stay for the off season, for example, is uh, make them feel welcome, just like Stacey said, and tell them like where to find their home and explore what the heck they're trying to figure out and, and figure it out with them or answer their questions. Because you guys actually give some pretty decent advice, which is, <laughs> which is really awesome. Um, but also, one other thing is like, uh, there's going to be nothing to work to move the app forward into if the community like implodes and everybody just fights. It's sort of like, it's sort of like fighting over an appetizer, like a little appetizer before dinner, you fight over the appetizer. And then the chef says, you know what? I'm tired of this. Uh, I'm throwing in the towel. You don't get dinner. Like share, be nice. Yeah. Keep the appetizer together and enjoy the meal afterwards. And we'll all sit down at the table and say it, uh, you know, we're sharing this appetizer right now, and maybe we only have uh, boneless wings, and maybe not everybody wanted boneless wings. Fine, whatever. But you're going to get your meal, and so stay tuned for that. And that's what we would. That's what that's what has helped us a lot. Everybody has, for the most part, um, gone out of their way to get along right now, and that is awesome. Uh, but when you do have those moments of 
oh, I don't agree with this person or how they view how the community should go. Just know we're working on our end to account for all of that. And we are, uh, it helps when the community members sort of respect and are okay with that and the growth curve that we have to go through to get this to where we envision it. Every, I, I, I'm telling you, everybody's going to be really impressed and happy with the direction that we're going in and the things that we're looking to implement because we know a lot about our users and we know a lot about the users that we haven't even gotten yet. You guys are really competitive. You guys like to get respect and props when we are, you know, when you do things that are noteworthy and we are building more things that are in line with that. So people that get excited about giving good advice, you're going to be more excited about getting recognized for the good advice that you give. People that are excited about having like a following, like clock dodgers, having, you know, hundreds or thousands of people in their chats, we're building features and functionality so that we can add on to those things that we know that you guys like. And so it's, that's what it comes down to. It's, um, you know, listening to you guys, paying attention to the data that you leave behind, which sort of speaks a lot, even without you guys saying anything. Um, for example, uh, how often do people interact? Is it on the main feed? Is it in the chats? Uh, what kind of, who clicks on what, when, where, those are the things that we pay attention to. And then we try to become really good at the things that users seem to already appreciate. So that's what we're working towards. And the thing, and we'll get things wrong. Eh, trust me. But as much as I'm promising that you guys are going to be excited and you guys are going to be really happy with where we're going, you guys are going to be like, oh, what the heck was with that idea? Just as much. <laughs> right. It's somewhat, because it's a community and things are subjective, there will be some trial and error. Um, but as our team grows and we get more um, support on our end, it'll be a lot easier to implement these changes and move in the right direction. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and that's why I kind of asked the question because, it, you know, people are always asking you guys, you know, what can you do? What can you do? What can you do? How can you do this? I just felt it was important to let the users know that also it's what can we do for the app too. It's not just, you know, it's two ways, two way street, um, not just one way. Um, and it sounds like, you know, like I said, from having you guys on here, it puts like a voice to you guys. Not You're on the community and you have a voice there, but I mean an actual voice and hearing all the work and how, how serious it is to you guys and how much it means to you guys and, and all that kind of stuff. It sounds like, you know, an awesome team. We know it, we know it is, but just, you know, hearing everything you're saying and the, and the direction as far as, you know, users, you know, looking for new updates or looking to find out what's coming next. Is, is there any kind of timetable where, where they'll find that kind of stuff out or... Yeah, so so um, just FYI, our most of our team was in New York just this week uh, together, and we have a remote team. Like Mark is based out of California, Scott's based out of the Midwest. Um, our designer, who we will be announcing uh, soon, is based out of San Francisco. Uh, we're based out of New York. So and Matthew, uh, you know, I guess Stacy and I get the most face time with Matthew because he's in the New York area, and so we were all hands on deck this week talking about these things. And one of the things that we'll be doing, so it's funny you mentioned audio and having a voice, expect new post types to come out. That's just one of the few things that I'll, I'll talk about with future direction. Um, awesome. But they will include, for example, video that people can post, like short form content. But what that allows us to do is make a username that is spoken for the leadership of the app and where we're going. And we can give you guys updates in that form through one username so you guys can follow along, almost like uh, like a mini blog within the app so you can follow along with what we're doing. Very cool. That's very we will cool. also, so uh, Mark will be in charge of collecting user feedback and he'll be doing, so uh, from a strategic standpoint, by the way, I like leading teams by using technology. I do not like the idea of outgrowing our current processes, I want to make sure that whatever we do can be emulated down, can be emulated down the line right. um, by using technology. And so I want to make sure that whatever we implement is scalable so that we don't run into a growing pain because those growing pains slow us down down the line. And I don't want that to happen either. But Mark is in charge of collecting user feedback, and he's going to be using technology and software to do that and automate that process so you guys maintain and continue to have a voice. And that's going to help a lot. And that will actually go directly into our 
uh, timeline and prioritization of what's important uh, now down the line and uh, in terms of our tech out. So that stuff will be implemented. And I think you guys will, will enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, it, everything you guys are saying, you know, it's got me super excited about, um, you know, stuff that's coming, you meant that video and everything, man, it just, it just sounds great. And I know you guys, you know, ha- have a lot on your plate and that obviously, um, you know, to, to do all these things is going to take time and, and people have to have patience. But just listening to you, I mean, personally, like me, it gets me excited to hear about, you know, what you guys are doing, the work you're putting in for, for anybody else who's listening, right, and, and maybe is excited hearing these things and not just for the fantasy life app, but just with what you guys do in general for work, you know, developing an app, uh, community, all, all the different dev members, you know, uh, teammates and stuff that you guys have for anyone who may be listening and say, Hey man, what they, what they're doing sounds awesome. I would love to do something like that. It's, this is not fantasy life in general, just, just, just in general what you guys do. What, what would you say to encourage people to do what you guys do or to get into the field that you're in or, the, or that any one of the team is in that you guys have? How do listeners who, who like what you're saying, get involved in stuff like this? Like, is there, do you, is it just a thing you just go to school for, for these, for these kind of things that you guys feel like you're doing? Or is there, a, you know, a mentor type thing people should have to find? Like for someone so, cause just listening to you guys is inspiring to me, you know, to hear all the stuff that you guys have planned and, and the hard work you're putting in. But just for anyone who else may be listening, is there, you know, advice that you would give people trying to get into this field? Cause I know in general app development is like a, a, a booming field, right? Yeah. You can make a lot of money as an app developer too. So I mean, or any it, tech de- uh, developer. Yeah, and so I mean, is there, you know, advice that you would give someone, or a way to encourage people to get into that field? I mean, into to what you guys are doing, just in general. So I guess th- it's a two pronged question, right? One is being an app developer, which implies that you need to be able to code. The other is having an entrepreneurial spirit. They don't. You don't have to be both. You can do quote unquote, you know, this without doing both. Right. But I think the more challenging one on your emotion is being the entrepreneur. It's, it's way more about your resolve, but intellectually in a certain type of intellectual, uh, of brain power, coding is actually quite difficult in itself. I mean, it's, it's very logic based, but I think we're more prepped tell you more about the grit it takes and the hustle that it takes to be an entrepreneur that goes from the corporate world to being, you know, you're being in business for yourself or being in business to grow something that can really have significant impact. Right. Um, but Stacey and I might have different experiences. So you know, Stacey, why don't you take this one and I'll, I'll add in the gaps of whatever I think might be in between. Yeah. Um, yeah and, 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 and Stacey, and, and Stacey, just before you start, sorry to interrupt you, but you guys are a perfect example of what I mean, because, you know, clock dodgers in itself, the reason I started this was that mindset of dodging when I say the nine to five mindset or, you know, that, that grind, that, 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 you know, that perception that people get stuck in, it's just kind of wake up, go to work, go to sleep. And it's just, you get stuck in that. But you guys seem to have, you, you both mentioned you were in the corporate world and have kind of broken free from that and, you know, are, are kind of doing something different or special or that you're really passionate about. And so if you could just kind of explain that, and I'm sure that's what you were getting into, but I just wanted to kind of emphasize why I'm asking you. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, you know, it's it's not so much talking about how to get into the sports world specifically or the app developing, like Yasin said, it's more just in general being an entrepreneur. Right. And really, it's not something you can go to school for. I, mean, I guess you could do an entrepreneurial program, but it's so much more beyond that. Um, it's it's just having that hunger in you and willing to, you know, I think Yasin always says, um, we are willing to live how most people won't now so that we can live how most people can't later. Um, we have been so scrappy for years and years. Um, we have put aside, we've sacrificed basically our whole life for years to be able to be successful entrepreneurs we we always joke that we don't have any other friends anymore because we are just constantly working it used to be when we were working on while also having full-time jobs we would just get together outside of our jobs and sit and work until 4 a.m chugging red bull um (laughs) and then even outside of full-time jobs we're still working until 4 a.m chugging red bull but yeah it's just we've moved in together. We moved in together in order to uh, 
you know, save money and put all of our money into our business when we were doing our marketing business. We lived off ramen. We've, uh, we've really been... And not in the metaphorical sense. <laughs> we've, like, really scrapped down. And I'll talk a little bit about my past um, and how my life has changed significantly, but it's not even just us. I mean, we're really, we're both really lucky that we have significant others that are really understanding too. I don't think that most relationships last that unless you have a really upfront communication with them and they accept and acknowledge and are okay with it. I think we're really lucky in that sense too. Honestly, the people that I hang out with the most are Stacy and her husband and my girlfriend. <laughs> That's awesome though. <laughs> Friends are overrated. You guys got each other. <laughs> Well, actually, you know, that's where the, the app sort of is cool because we have friends in the app, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, that, that's why whenever I try to explain to people um, about the Fantasy Life app, I, I try to explain that even if you're not into fantasy football, you could still technically be there and it, you wouldn't. You know, it, it wouldn't ruin it for you because you're not into fantasy football. I mean, obviously, that's the easy motivator if you if you're into it. But um, you know, I've I've even had people on the podcast, you know, users from the app, and they've been on the podcast, and we have even had discussions that have nothing to do with fantasy football. Um, I deal with. I even talk to a lot of the people, um, not about fantasy football through text messages, phones, you know, user, all, Twitter, every, every everywhere, all from that app. Um, I feel like I may be using the app and talking to people there more than I talk to people in regular life at this point. <laughs> it may be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a good example of that. I have come in and I know nothing about sports, never played fantasy football. I don't even watch sports for fun. It's just never been my thing. But I've been able to find my place, my places on the app where I can talk about Big Brother and Game of Thrones and that kind of thing. You've also come in third place in your first fantasy football league. <laughs> That's awesome. So, touche. Yeah. <laughs> So do you bo- is it safe to say um, you both are playing well, fantasy football now a lot because of this or not not necessarily? Um, I mean, I, I mostly did it this year just so that I can learn the basics because it is a lot of what people talk about on the app and just to be able to converse and even within our team about, you know, things with fantasy football. I just wanted to have that basic knowledge. Um, but it's not like it's taken over because – we're able to really run the business side of things without even knowing about fantasy football because it's, it's a business. Well, you know? I know a lot about fantasy. I've been playing for years. I'm, I'm one of you guys. Yeah, um, I won't speak for you then. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've been playing fantasy for years and years. Uh, so we have a, I have a really, really good hometown league, and I even have a reputation of consistently coming in third. Uh, I make it to the playoffs. I'll finish the season number one. And then when it comes to first round of the playoffs, I get the bye. And then second round of the playoffs, I lose. And then uh. I win the consolation for third place. I haven't had to play do- pay dues in maybe four years uh, because I've just been coming in third and getting money back. Hey, I mean, that works as long as you're not losing money. And, and I've mentioned it before. That's like the most frustrating thing ever, especially when you had that bye and then you lose. Man, that's, that's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> I, You know... I'll, I'm going to give the app credit for this. Um, I did win this year in my hometown league. Finally. Wow. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, there is, there is a difference, and it's that I've joined Fantasy Life, and all of a sudden I won. So the collusion rumors were very heavy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I had a place to actually ask uh, in polls and for advice, and I, I, I have go-to people on the app now that ask for advice from so uh, it's it's worked. It's helped. That's call that man. collusion. Don't call it collusion. <laughs> I call it get on the app and ask people for advice. And uh, maybe you can beat me again. Don't be a sore loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I endorse the app everywhere I can, man. Like I said, um, if, if for nothing else, just to get you know people's opinions and, and see other sides of things, and, and you know to to get you know reinforced. Even if you have an opinion, you want it reinforced. Like you know, it's a good place to go for for so much stuff when it comes to fantasy football and otherwise. Um, as far as you said, you were going to mention kind of your storyline and we know Stacy's grit and her, and her hard work. And I know you guys have kind of done this all together, but um, what, what, what was your, um, you know, motivation to kind of leave the corporate world, Yasin, and go to, to, to something like this, to be an entrepreneur? 
So I, um, I actually ran my first business right after college, and it was because I, I graduated into a really crappy economy. I graduated in 2009, and I had a job in advertising, and it was rescinded. I no longer had the offer. It was a place that I interned at, very happy there. And I had that offer since November of the year before. So I didn't have to worry about a thing. May 2009 rolls around. I'm graduating and the offer is taken off the table. Now, look, I'm, I'm the oldest son of immigrants and I, we do not come from wealth whatsoever. I had no choice but to find a solution. And I have been working since, since I was a kid, like really young. I've been working with my dad uh, on his lunch trucks, his restaurants. Um, and he's been a hustler his whole life. He's a very well-educated man, an engineer by, by, uh, by education. Great, uh, great English, by the way. You know, he graduated at the top of his class from a top three university uh, in the entire Middle East. And so he's really, really smart. But he came here and he started everything all over. And that's where I think, maybe, I don't know if it's nature or nurture for me, you know, the, the grit and the hustle. It could be a mix of both. But I definitely had exposure to that through my parents where they were hustling all the time. So fast forward to when I graduated and I had no job, I needed to make something work. So I started out, I, I made my first business um, over the summer of my graduating year. And it had to do with sports, actually. I played rugby all throughout college and I made rugby t-shirts for um, rugby teams all throughout the Northeast um, with a bunch of different colleges. And I sold t-shirts as a fundraiser for rugby teams. And Two things about rugby teams. They always need money because nobody supports them. It's a lot. It's very expensive for a team, for a school to say, yeah, we're going to pay for whatever damage you cause to yourselves. Right. And rugby players are more interested in drinking and running into each other than they are about doing other things. So I said, I'm not lazy. They need money. Let me match the two. I made them a fundraiser. So I pocketed quite a bit of money in our, our one month of sales in that September. And I finally got picked up by J.P. Morgan. I had a great career at J.P. Morgan. I stayed there for three years. I ended up leading a team there. And then Morgan Stanley recruited me. I was their youngest executive financial services director ever at the company, which was pretty cool. And my team there was very successful. Uh, but I started getting involved in startups while I was there and advising, investing, things like that. And finally... Um, my middle brother got diagnosed with final stage cancer. And this was like a huge turning point for me. And it was where I didn't want to dip my toe into the business world. I wanted to jump right in. I knew I already had a ride or die with Stacey and she had been kicking butt in the New York startup scene. She was at Birchbox, which is one of New York's darling startups or, and, and certainly was at the time. And so I had already brought her into the fold at one of the companies that I was already involved in and, uh, essentially, the idea was life is too short. You don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and so I basically quarterbacked most of uh, my brother's care uh, with all the doctors and things like that. I sat on the board for the American Heart Association, so I was able to call out strings to make sure he got taken care of the right way. Um, and uh, now he's okay. I mean, thankfully, he's okay. The cancer is completely gone, but it was it was by far the worst year of my life. That is amazing. Emotionally. I said, I, I'm good at what I do. The money is great. I was living in a high rise in Manhattan that, and my, I had a window corner, uh, not corner office, but a window office that overlooked the Statue of Liberty. How cool is that at, I don't know, 24, 25? It was like unreal. That's I cool, won period. the company's global public <laughs> speaking contest. Dude, it, it was like, it was almost, it was surreal in a lot of ways, but as, 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 cool as it was or as uh, impressive as it might have been it, it wasn't enough when you think you could die at any point with no warning right and so jumped right back into the startup world left the corporate world and for me i guess i needed a tipping point i don't know if everybody needs that there are some people that are uh, maybe more prepped for it than i um but i i needed that financial security first and to sort of taste that that side of life before i knew that i was okay with uh, not having it. And so I left, started everything all over. And, you know, again, I had my ride or die and Stacy and she completely, uh, jumped on board with me. And so we started our first business. It was very successful. And we sort of earned the right to get that intro to Matthew Berry and, uh, decide as a team to work together, which was really cool. That, that is, that is but amazing. It all has to do with, 
yeah, it has to do with being being okay with absorbing that risk. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not easy. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, obviously, you know, people know about Matthew Berry. You know, they know you guys were a part of the team. I mean, just I, I, you know, just talking to you guys and hearing your stories and hearing what you've gone through and what you've been through. I already had faith in the app. Obviously, I'm there all day long, but just hearing what you guys say, um, you know, is is super. Man, I don't know if you guys know, but it's inspirational. You know what I mean? It's inspirational. It's motivational. Um, and you know, it's, it's a lot more than I even expected. Cause you know, I, I had, you, I knew you guys were coming on here. I had, you know, some notes and stuff that I wanted to touch on and, and obviously you talk about the fancy life. It's always fun, but dude, I did not expect to, you know, to hear your guys' stories like this and, 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 you know, uh, hear about, you know, where you guys have come from to, to where you're at now. And it's, it's super, uh, inspiring. Don't be surprised if some people send in some applications now to the fancy life, trying to get jobs with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. We appreciate that. We we put a lot of work and effort into making sure that the culture internally is really healthy too. Um, so it's I, actually I shouldn't take credit for that. That's Stacy. That's like her jam. She's she's the person that people actually want to work with um, because she's fun and makes sure that everybody's happy. Um, I'm sort of I can I I'm more comfortable in the professional asshole role, I guess. Where, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, it takes both. We balance. Yeah, we, we have a good balance, I think. Yeah, no, um, but yeah, that. and as exciting as it is to be able to share our stories, I think I speak for both of us when I say we're even more excited about if we can make all these things happening that we're working on behind the scenes, um, especially after this this week of planning out the future versions of this product and the different things that we're rolling out. Um, we're even more excited about releasing those things to you guys. Absolutely. And like I said, as a user, I appreciate it. And, you know, obviously you guys are, you know, super busy and you have a lot on your plate. And I know it's the weekend. Um, I I don't want to take take all your time. And I know there's a lot of stuff that you guys cannot tell me. And so I'm I'm itching to ask and I don't want to ask and be told no. (laughs) So um, I want to jump over to our file or no file segment that we do. Are you guys down for that? Yeah, I guess. Have you done an interview with two people before? With um, uh, I have. A, yeah, I have. So I, basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask five. I'm going to give you five statements, and if you guys agree with the statement, it's no foul. If you disagree, um, it's a foul. How I don't know how you guys want to go at it. If you want to, you know, one go first and then the other, or switch back and forth on the questions. It's up to you guys. However you want to. However you want to do it. Say it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that would be impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try to say it at the same time. Right. I wonder what we disagree on. Right. We Wait, no foul is we agree. Right. Disagree. Right. If you disagree, it's foul because yes. you, you think it's a bad uh, statement. Yeah. So okay. So if we disagree, <laughs> it's a foul. Yes. And if you agree with the statement, it's no, no foul. Okay. We used to. <laughs> this is so funny using sports analogies for safety. I used to have. I I think everybody on the app knows. By now that I'm a big Nets fan, I've always been a, a Nets fan uh-huh. when they were terrible in New Jersey. But in their second season at Barclays Center in Brooklyn, when we moved, I had season tickets. This is when I was living the high life at Morgan Stanley. And they were good seats, but not everybody wanted to go to every game. And sometimes the, my friend that I bought them with couldn't make it to all of them. Um, so Stacy would go uh, with me, mainly to the Wizards. It was thing. always Wizards. <laughs> no one wanted to go see the Wizards. <laughs> uh, it was it was a cool experience, but she was always more excited about. Well, yeah, what were you the most excited about? Oh, the cheerleaders, hundred <laughs> percent. Like Yasin would be like, "Okay, time should we go get food?" I'm like, "No, this is my team." <laughs> and they had the cutest sparkly Uggs that they would wear. Is my favorite. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm like, let's go get food once the game comes back. <laughs> yeah, so you can see why she has to write down um, foul, no foul, and what it means. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So yeah, just. <laughs> Yeah, so 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 when I read the statement, if you if, yeah, the cheerleaders, hey, it's a real deal. Cheerleading the sport. Well, right? I have it written down, so I'm good. Okay, good. So, yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> so foul if you don't agree, no foul if you do. Um, and, and these are going to be statements. I mean, about anything. They're off the wall. They're just there's no rhyme or reason. So, um, here we go. Here we go. It's that time again. Let's play another round of foul or no foul. Number one, and this is one of my ones that I've done with a lot of people, just because I like to hear people's reasoning for why or why not. Um, the first one is. Batman is not a superhero. He's just a rich guy with expensive toys. Foul or no foul? Should we do one, two, three? Yeah. One, two, three. Foul. Okay. He's so you guys are great. Dude. Totally. The guys, in, 
the guy's a hustler. Uh, hustling is a superpower. He's got grit. Totally. I, I should have seen that one coming. You tell me sure. any other rich dude? <laughs> yeah, you tell me any rich dude with good, to- cool toys like that is going to do what he does? He has cool toys, but like he still saves people and stuff. Yeah. So, totally. He's totally a superhero. So, I feel like, you know, not every rich dude with toys is going to adopt uh, a nocturnal animal like a bat. <laughs> I feel like that's halfway there. You've just adopted an animal as your, your, uh, your spirit animal is a bat. You're, you're sort of a superhero already. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I've gotten so many different answers on this both ways. You know, uh, one, one of the popular ones, like you guys says, like, you know, his, his grit. Um, and a lot of people say his superpower is his heart. Aww. You know, so there's stuff like that. So it's always <laughs> interesting to see the different ways people come at that one. <laughs> well, hold on. How, uh, where do you stand on this issue? I, I agree you with you guys. You yeah, I agree with you guys. I agree with you guys. Um, I do think he's a superhero. Um, I don't think he gets and, proper credit, man. I think. And you what know, the majority? Was that? What does the majority think? That well, it's it's kind of split to be honest with you. You get a lot. There there's some people who really hate Batman. You'd be surprised. They really hate. I, I the hate guy. Superman, but he's a superhero. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I guess people. Some some. I, I'm surprised how many people are split on it. You know, just a lot of people just for some reason got a beef with Batman. Yeah, I'm surprised too, especially when there's a clear right answer. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's and, you my know, dry sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. He seems like one of the most relatable, right? I mean, as a person, you know what I mean? Like, you just feel like, okay, I can be special too. Batman's special, and, you know, he's not, you know, using any kind of, you know, superpowers as far as like flying through the air and stuff. So you think, you know, you think people would like him because they can relate to him more, you know? Yeah. All right, well that's good. I mean, I'm glad you guys agreed. Let's. I, I want to see if you guys agree the whole way through. So it's interesting. And some some of these are like yes, I said, really random. So um, the next one is social media apps like Twitter, Facebook, stuff like that, hurt our social skills. Foul or no foul? One, two, three. Right, one, two, three. No foul. Oh, we gotta oh. disagree. Oh wait, with... I'm sorry. No wait. Are you agreeing or disagreeing? No way. <laughs> I screwed up. I'm that's taking the basketball references and you're not. Yes, that, that was a foul. <laughs> foul on me. I agree. Foul. Okay. So you guys both agree that they do hurt. Yeah, I think. Wait. No. Wait. <laughs> this is so confusing to me. Okay, we have to go now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're thinking they do or they don't. You're, you're saying they do I hurt think they, they do not. Hurt. Okay, so no foul. Okay, so you both say no hurt. foul. Okay. So you both think they do not. Oh, okay. You both meant no foul. So you were right the whole time. No. All right. Okay, sorry. We both agree that they don't hurt. I think they don't because, I mean, you're socializing so much more on social media. I think it helps. I mean, you're talking all the time. You're always, whatever you say is broadcast to everybody. Um, I don't know. I think that, I think that it's. I think as soon as you adopt a new definition of what social skills are, you start to see why it doesn't hurt. If you accept that the only social skills are the ones that were relevant 100 years ago, then yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe people don't have as many good conversations over coffee. But that's just because, in my opinion, social skills and what counts as a social skill has evolved. Gotcha. Very sophisticated there, Yasin. I like it. Oh, not everybody was a writer a hundred years ago. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. The so literacy rates have gone gone up, and so I think it's just a different uh, a different definition of what qualifies as a social skill. Gotcha. So j- just to be clear, the statement was social media social media hurts social skills, and you guys disagree. So foul was right. So Stacey, you did have it right when you said it. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to clear that up. I'd like I'd like to. I'd like to scratch this from her. <laughs> After all that, all that comments about watching cheerleaders at the Nets games, she got it right. Okay, she was learning well, something while she was there. Game. She was she was soaking up more than you thought, Yasin. I, I guess so. I was I was distracted by the dancers more than I thought. I guess. <laughs> exactly. All right, number three that we got here. Um, one day, artificial intelligence will be as real as us humans. So much so that we couldn't tell the difference between us. Foul or no foul? Ready? Mm, 
Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, okay. uh, wait, hold on. Let me make sure I don't screw up the sound yeah. part again. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm ready. One, two, three. No, no foul. foul. We're agreeing on everything. Wow, this is scary, guys. This is scary. Yeah. I mean, have you seen Westworld? I love Westworld. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking of when, when you ask that question. It's, it, it's hard to say which is which. I kept saying, how do they know who is a robot and who's not Right. when they're in this part, you know? Yeah, so you see Westworld yeah. as, as a possible our world, huh? Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting. Yasin, you watch Westworld too? Yeah. It's I good. like Westworld. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I think it will be indistinguishable. Well, also, let me ask this. Um, along with my, uh, my thoughts on the changing definition of what a social skill is, I think over time we'll continue to have a different standard for what qualifies as uh, in, uh, as an activity that can be indistinguishable from a human. So you think a bot can speak to you over text, and maybe you might not know that it's a, uh, a bot or a human. And so that is, in a way, the passing of a Turing test. Uh, so maybe not everything all at once uh, will allow for a robot or artificial intelligence to replace or emulate a human 100%. But think about like reproduction, for example, of humans. That can't be done, in my, in my opinion. I don't know, maybe it can. Can't be done by robots, right? Right. Really? I mean, what, sure. about, what about... Well, two robots. Can two robots reproduce in the same way that humans do? I, I guess not. I mean, they need parts from humans. <laughs> right, exactly. So I don't think they can do it on their own. So if we're already making exceptions in our minds about artificial intelligence, then we can just assume that we aren't that we can make other exceptions to accept whether or not artificial intelligence is uh, you know can be distinguishable from humans. So start with text. You have a robot that can text with you, and you have no idea if it's a human or a robot. And so that is on the path to artificial intelligence being indistinguishable. Man, we're going Join deep. us next week on our sci-fi <laughs> We are podcast. going deep. I love it. Yeah, we're going deep on these questions. We're going deep. <laughs> it's like, it should have taken a minute, well, guys. Yeah, I'm going deep. No, Sorry. Is, <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. This is awesome. Um, let me see here. I had a couple more. I'm trying to figure out if I just want to end on one more here. All right, I'm going to throw the last one I'm going to throw at you guys. It's going to be a fancy football one. I figure we had to do it that way. So, I don't know if you're gonna if you want to you know just follow Yasin's lead on this one, Stacey, or you, you know you want to go go in your own opinion. But I, I played this year, I might know. Yeah, know. yeah. Well, it's kind of you know it's an it's an opinion, so you you can't be wrong. But um, I, I figured it's the right way to go out because obviously you guys are fantasy life fab. So let's do it. Um, the last one we got is um, Ezekiel Elliott will not be a top three fantasy running back next season in all scoring formats, foul or no foul. In all scoring. Yeah, it doesn't formats. matter if it's PPR, standard, however you so, want to look at it. Just nothing crazy, obviously. <laughs> so for this to be a an agreement, we would have to acknowledge, we would have to accept that Ezekiel Elliott will be top three in all formats, not just standard and not just PPR. Well, I guess PPR and standard. Let's just go off of that. And keep it simpler. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna yield to you because. We could take a look at this statistically and say, okay, that's what I would have. That's what I have to do when I'm doing drafts and things. So this isn't something I can just guess. Okay. (laughs) So you you answer. You go on your own. I'm going to go with foul. All right. Not because the guy's not a monster, and I wouldn't draft him with my first pick in any format, (laughs) but just because statistically speaking, him being top three in standard could happen. Him being top three in PPR could happen. Him being top three in both requires even, it's an even narrower chance. And so from a statistics standpoint, I'm going to have to say foul, but the guy's a monster and he might pull it off. 
Absolutely. Definitely agree. Um, I, I agree, man. I mean, and obviously anyone listening, obviously we're talking about barn injury. We don't, we're not talking counting injuries, but, um, yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough one, but I just wanted to see what you said. Cause Elliot, you know, he's like the hottest name out there. So just curious what you guys would say or, yeah. you know, it's interesting. Maybe I should have texted Matthew for his thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, like I said earlier, I, I, super appreciate you guys coming on here i had a lot of fun i've learned a lot i got a lot more insight like i said you guys are a super motivating uh duo here um for i I always ask the guests on the show to leave our listeners with like a message of some sort uh, or a piece of advice anything um it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be about any specific topic or anything um but could you would you guys mind kind of both of you or or one of you however you want to do it um give a message to the listeners out there it could be directed in any way shape or form I would say my advice seems to be you should draft Ezekiel. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I will sign off on that and agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that that works. That works, guys. Um, for 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 people listening, is what's the best way for them to like find you guys or uh, contact you guys or keep up with you guys? Whether it's social media, Twitter, I mean, anywhere. I mean, what, what's the best way to go about it? Fantasy Life app, tag at Yasin or at Stacy. Yeah, send them to the app. That's right. That's the best place to be, guys. If you don't already have it, <laughs> download the Fantasy Life app. Um, again, thank you both for coming on. I really appreciate it. I would love to do this again if you guys are ever down, uh, if you ever have some time in between everything you guys are doing. Um, but I really appreciate you guys coming on. Totally. Yeah, I would love to do this again. This is fun. Yep. Uh, thank you for having us. Absolutely. I'll talk to you guys soon. You have a good day, all right? Visitclockdodgers.com for more unique content. Connect with us now by following at Clock Dodgers on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope.
Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.